the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I'm Rob Black. Who are you? Why are you in my room? Oh, yeah, you're not. Oh, my. What do you want to talk about today? Money, finances, investing, much, much more. What do you do with $1,000? How do you get started in money and investing? I would say it probably starts in your 20s. I think that's probably the best time to start thinking about money. Now, again, I may lose you on that one. I may win you on that one. Some people are going to wait till their 30s. I know a lot of 20-somethings who, yeah, travel is important to them. You know, having that first set of income coming in, critically important. I was lucky. When I was 18, I decided I wanted to retire when I was 35. That was my goal. So I started changing the way that I lived. I planned ahead. I said 35. 17 years from now, I want to be retired. Downside about that is sometimes stuff happens. Sometimes you get married. And your plan for 35 needs to double. Unless she had the same exact plan for 35. You have kids. And, well, raising a kid's expensive. Raising two kids is expensive. Raising three kids is expensive. You wait for those years where they're no longer in diapers. Diapers are expensive. So you start planning ahead. When you're 20, you got 40 years. That's the beauty of 20. 30, you got 30 years. That's still the beauty of 30. But when you're 40, you've probably waited too long. So you really need to live within your means. In your 20s, you don't do it. I tell the story of Ann Kiefer, first girl I ever dated, first girl I ever kissed. And uh, she was a senior as a freshman. I had that little cuckoo-cachoo of Mrs. Robinson thing going. And my first three dates cost me an enormous amount of money. I was trying to buy love. One was Madonna tickets, scalped. Two was her prom. Three was her birthday. Like, I got lined up. Like, boom, 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 boom. So live within your means. I hate to say it, but uh, probably the best girl friend I ever had there's a girl named Judy, and she was an artist, and I can sketch pretty well. And some of our best dates were just, like, getting snowed in and sketching each other. Sans clothes. I know you're saying, God, I love you, Rob. You just said you sketched each other nude for dates? Yeah. I know you're saying, isn't that, like, the Titanic thing? This was pre-Titanic. At least pre-Titanic movie. She just wanted to eat corn chips and sit on the couch and watch movies with me. She just wanted to be with me. 
So plan ahead. Live within your means. In the first year of any relationship, if you're watching a movie, watching TV, you're a failure. First year of any relationship, it should be magical. It should be love. It should be passion. After that, I get it. Watch TV. Make saving a habit. And by habit, I don't mean like a nun's habit. In your 20s, if you learn to save 15% of your paycheck, you're going to retire wealthy. Or at least with some wealth. It's all relative, right? Where you live, how you spend. So when your paycheck arrives, the first person you pay is yourself. In your 20s, you need to start figuring out that some of the things in your teens and early 20s were stupid, like credit cards. Credit cards at 18% are stupid. You're just dumb. If you're living on credit, whoa. I know you're saying, you're not Bon Jovi. You're halfway there. Whoa. You're living on credit. If you're living on credit, you suck. The only thing you should use for credit are like cars, houses, maybe like washing machines. So a $2,000 balance at 18%, it's going to take you 10 years to pay off if you just make the minimum 4% payment. So if you've ever paid minimum payments, probably a loser. I know you're saying, are you trying to steal that Jeff Comedian country guy? You might be a redneck if you've got a credit card. No, you might be a financial loser if you have a credit card, right? You do want credit, which is the weird thing. You want to start investing? Credit's a good thing. It's a great tool. I've got a credit card that I pay off every month. It allows me to track my expenses. Not always the easiest thing in the world. Because sometimes I'm drunk at a bar, and I'm like, did I really just gamble $2,000 in Puerto Rico? <laughs> You're like, I don't remember that on the statement. But credit cards will track your expenses. That's awesome. Um, in your 20s, you want to make sure you have a marketable skill. Whether you're a map maker, whether you're a secretary, you want to make sure, like, what's the most productive job I could have in my life? I want to do that. Maybe you don't want to get married in your 20s. Wait till your 30s. Or if you do it in your 20s, make sure it's the love of your life. It was an AM 1220, ADOW. I don't care about you. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm waiting for the right moment. Give me a second. Here we go. No, no, no. Now. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black. America's premier. Premier. 
I wish I had a cool title. Like King. That's the nice thing about being wealthy is I'll buy an island one day. A lot of short people on it. I'll start a basketball league. I'll make them call me King. I'll get nuclear weapons. I'll be interviewed on CNN. Yeah, that's what I want to do. What do you want to do with your money? One of the biggest mistakes people make is, you know, getting married is a wonderful thing. I'm not sure if I've told everyone in the world yet, but I was married to a Playboy model. Who had a lot of wonderful attributes, but we weren't for each other. And it lasted under a year, and it was a disaster. But she was nice enough. In hindsight, with distance, my pain is healed. Let me give you some advice to you and your sugar booger who might be getting ready to settle down and marry each other. As a young married couple, strongly consider saving money. So Mark Zuckerberg just got married. He should save some money. You know, you you empty your bank account paying for the wedding. Unless you're filthy wealthy like me. You got to build it back up. You need to accumulate at least 12 months of spending. As soon as you can. Like, you need to really set yourself up for, what if a worst case scenario hits my family? Me and my wife. You need to start fighting your retirement plans. You need to start talking as a couple. You want a vacation house? Where? When? You want to make babies? How many? You want them to go to college? Community college? Four-year college? Or you could always like rubber band their right arm to their body so they learn how to throw left-handed. Highly recommend. A good lefty? Easily worth $9 million over three years. Easily. And that's an average lefty. A good lefty. You're talking about $20 million plus. One of the most important things you can do is say goodbye to separate checkbooks. I cannot tell you how frustrating it is not to know how much money you're spending on a monthly basis. Not to know what's coming in versus what's going out. Not to know. So kill the separate checkbooks. Grow up. Update your beneficiaries. Have you updated your beneficiaries? Have you updated your beneficiaries? I dated a wonderful woman named Judy in college. Dated a wonderful woman, Emily, in graduate school. Dated a wonderful woman, Amanda, who, get this, her last name was Brown. No, no, her last name was White. She was dating me black. She married a guy named Brown. Like, can you make this stuff up? That's a shout-out to A.W. You were really top-notch. I did her wrong. Anyway, where do we go with this? <sighs> okay, so update your beneficiaries. And what I was trying to say is, when I dated these three women, at any period of time, my wealth would have gone to any three of them. And let's say the fourth woman... 
let's say I marry her and I die and my beneficiaries are set up for those three women previous. Uh oh. There's a woman that I named there's a woman that I know named Jody, who's a financial planner, who's probably the most evil person in the world. She has a kid out of wedlock, right? Which is a fine. I, I get it. It happens. She dated a guy ten years ago. Ten years later, he's moved on, he's married, he's got kids. He commits suicide. His life insurance policy has her name on it, not his wife's. She doesn't share any of the money with the wife or the kid. She doesn't share any of the money with his wife and his kids. She looked at it as hitting the lottery. I hope hell has a special place for someone like that. What else we got to talk about? You got to address debt. You just married. You're a newlywed. How much debt you got, sweetie? You show me yours, I'll show you mine. You got to pull credit reports on each other. You have to. There's a woman in Fremont, Susan, who uh, her college beau, her 20s beau, had college debt that she paid off, and he just racked up more debt. <laughs> like, she was a, a, a sugar mama. It's good to be that, right? She was a saver. He was a spender. Figure out where the money goes. You got to let each other have a little bit of leeway in your 20s. He can have his stupid little NFL fantasy football pools. She can have her shoes. But in your 30s, you kind of got to get on the same same field. You have to. So create rules for spending. How much are you going to spend? What's going to be talked about? What's not going to be talked about? How does that free vacation become a vacation where it's suddenly thousands of dollars going into it? Have some goals. Is your fence falling over? Is your roof starting to leak? I know you're saying, is that a euphemism for like some sort of sexual thing? Is your fence falling over? No. I'm actually saying, is your fence falling over? And no, I'm not saying, is roof leaking? Does that eat? No. You need to consolidate your credit cards. Probably don't need as many as you've opened. Get term life insurance on anyone who creates money for the family. So your cat, you don't need to buy term life insurance on. Your kids, you don't need to buy term life insurance on. You have a job, and that goes into the mortgage, or that goes into the rent, or that goes into retirement, or that goes into kids, or that goes into 10 times that annual income is a start for term life. You do not need whole life. You do not need variable life. Anyone who shows you whole life as an investment or as a retirement plan, they're sick. Whole life is not an option for anyone who's financially, how shall we say, fit. Anyone with an IQ, anyone who's breathing and not on like a feeding tube, does not need whole life. You need term life. You should organize your documents. I know that sounds crazy, but fireproof safe, everyone should have. I know. I know. Sounds inconvenient. Hey, stay with me. I got more uh, Jerry Lewis, French genius concepts coming up in money and investing, much, much more. Oh, Rob Black and your money. It's been a while since I've done this, but I will do it. 
I got an email yesterday, and you can email me. Rob at thehipster.com underscore forward slash future squiggly sign 17231.com. So, got an email. Oh, and don't forget there's two backslashes in that address. I forget where they are, though. From a woman who says, hey, I've got 17 years left on my mortgage. Wait, it actually ends with, she's asking me out to dinner. I'm like, is she really asking a question or is she trying to hit me up? You baby daddy. So she asks me, I uh, say refinance, and yeah, she should, she should consider it. Look where mortgage rates are. But here's the kicker. I think having a good mortgage lender could run some scenarios where you show you the difference between a 15, a 20, and a 30-year mortgage is great. And if you can lower your mortgage from 4% to 3% or 3% to 2% on 15-year or 30-year, absolutely. Those are big drops. It used to be back when I was a – it wasn't that long ago when mortgage rates were 7 8%, So your mortgage doesn't affect your home's value. That's one thing you have to understand. There's a concept out there that your mortgage goes up or down in value, not really your home. Cost of money is cheap. When the cost of money is more expensive, people could afford less home. So one of the big headwinds on real estate in the future will be the fact that mortgages will probably be more expensive. Now is a great time to get a mortgage. So your mortgage doesn't affect the price of your home. What affects the price of your home is the ability for someone to buy your mortgage from you. So basically, when you sell your house, they're basically sending a check to your lender and paying it off for you. And they're assuming either a new 30-year mortgage or whatever they're assuming. So your home goes up or down in value based on affordability, based on the cost of money, not necessarily based on the fence of the roof or the yard or any sort of material add-ons that you did or didn't do. A mortgage is not going to stop you from building equity in your home. Everyone wants to build equity. It's the main financial reason for owning a house. You can use the equity to help pay for college. You can use the equity to help pay for weddings. You can use the equity for retirement. Mortgages are bad. People say the bigger the mortgage, the worse it is. But that, that's where they're wrong. People are stupid financially. The one thing I know, I know how to live well. But also I know money. I know money inside and out. I know cash. I don't take payday loans so I can make it rain at a strip club. I know you're saying I need to digest that. You just made me feel really uncomfortable, Rob. I'm going to HR. If you make your payments each month, your loans balance, you know, it's, it's going to add up to equity. Additional equity from increase in home value, equity, additional equity from paying the mortgage, mortgage balances, home value. One of the things that you, you fail is you don't need to pay it off early. Anything that you pay off early in your home, let's say you put $400,000 down, $40,000, $200,000 down. Anything you put down on your house loses. You've heard about inflation, right? You know inflation. 
Things are more expensive every year, except for somehow, some way, some shape, some form. McDonald's seems to get cheaper every year. You can now get like a thousand nuggets for five dollars. I don't understand how they do that. A mortgage is cheap money. That's the beauty of mortgages. Believe it or not, it's the cheapest money you're ever able to borrow. You can't borrow money for a car at a cheaper... Well, sometimes you can. You can't borrow money this cheaply. You want to go get a ring for your sugar booger, you're going to be paying more than you are for your mortgage. The more confident the lender is that he's going to get his money back, the less interest they're going to charge you. So having a good credit score is important. But when they're giving you right now a mortgage for 2 to 3%, not adjusted for inflation... Look, if I go back 20 years ago, that mortgage payment was tough, but I've had a pay raise every year in the last 20 years. Why? Because I'm damn good at what I do. Probably because I'm working for minimum wage. But you get the idea. Uh, so mortgage is cheap money. And the older you get, the easier it is to pay. Mortgage interest is tax deductible. That's amazing. That's one of the things our president should be looking at as far as getting rid of. I don't think it's fair, and I'm a homeowner. I'm a multiple homeowner. God, I just thought of it. I'm kind of a big deal. I don't think it's fair that because you rent that, and I, I, I own that I get into tax deductions you don't. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. Yeah, I think it encourages jobs. I think it encourages home ownership. I think, sure. But I still think the renter deserves something, or neither of us do. I'm a fair guy. We're going to see gas prices going higher with taxes. If you realized how much money you pay in taxes, you'd be angry. State taxes on income. State taxes on retail. Social security taxes. Payroll taxes. Federal taxes. So anyway, mortgages get easier over time. You know, if you look back... 30 years ago, when a house in California cost like 300000 people were like, oh, my God, houses are $300,000. Now they're like, oh, my God, houses are a million dollars. Or six hundred. I don't, I don't know. I, I shouldn't show my spectrum. But we're always going to bitch and moan about how expensive a house is. I think condos are white trash investments, unless you're in Hawaii or in like right next to the ballpark. Condos, when you're like 30 to 40 minutes out in the suburbs, take a look around. There's a lot of land. That's why they're bad investments. Too much land. More townhouses can go up. One thing that I love about mortgages, they allow you to sell without selling. You can sell the house before you actually sell the house. You know, simply get a new mortgage. Put the equity out of the house. So let's say you've paid off your house for a million dollars. You can go get another 30-year mortgage for a million dollars. And you just sold the house to yourself, and you've taken a million dollars out. Now, of course, you've got to pay that new mortgage. But you get the idea. Mortgages allow you to invest more money and to invest it more quickly. Mortgages allow you to create more wealth than you otherwise would. People get big mortgages on their first home simply because they don't have a choice. You're excited about buying a house. You don't have that much money. You have a good income. You've got two incomes. You're married to your sugar booger. You make love, sweet love. 
years later, when you have a growing family, higher incomes, newfound equity, you go to a bigger house, you sell the old house, and you put it down on a bigger house. So mortgages allow you to invest more money, invest more quickly. They allow you to create more wealth than you otherwise would. Mortgages give you a lot of liquidity. They give you a lot of flexibility. For the record, that's one thing that I wish I had more of, flexibility. I ran eight miles yesterday. I sat on the couch or a bench outside. Just kept, you know, kind of like, oh, that was a good run. Sat there for about two minutes. Tried to stand up, and it almost killed me. So I could run eight miles, no problem. I'm lean, I'm mean, I'm, I'm almost at my college weight right now. But the point being is, I kind of wish that I knew how to stretch better. I don't want to do yoga. Guys who do yoga worry me. You just have too much time on your hands. It's not that, like, I think it's a feminine thing to do. I just think you have too much time on your hands. Men should be conquering the world. We shouldn't be, like, downward dogging. I love a good downward dog. But I believe in running. I believe in the gym. Uh, Yoga. If you're doing Bikram yoga, you got too much time on your hands. Or you just like staring at beautiful women in skimpy clothes, which I guess I'll be joining a Bikram yoga class this weekend. I will say yoga, yoga clothes on women. There's some things in life that are fine. That's one of the finer things in life. I don't know. I, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm demented. I think maybe we knew this, right? Oh, what else do I got for you? Academics, what do they say about mortgages? A homeowner with a long time horizon and a willingness to assume some risk will likely have a much higher net worth than someone who selects the less risky 15-year option. That's according to the CPA Journal, the effects of the 15- to 30-year mortgage. 30-year mortgages make you wealthier than 15-year mortgages do. According to... The Association for Financial Counseling and Planning Education. Advantages of 30-year mortgage over lower monthly payments and accumulated wealth in an investment account available to help alleviate hardships. Withdrawals from the investment account would be free of penalties for the non-tax-deferred accounts and free of penalties of the tax-deferred. The data shows the borrower willing to invest with the risk level associated with the S&P 500 would benefit from a 30-year mortgage. Academics say 30-year mortgages are better than 15-year mortgages. Any of you who are using a mortgage accelerator, give me a call because... You need to be throwing the Darwinian wood chipper. I will set up the appointment. Mortgage accelerators are financially slow. You need to have a fork with cork in it because you're financially slow and you're going to hurt yourself. You listen to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street. Stop wasting my time. You know what I want. You know what I need. Oh, maybe you you're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Go, Nigel, go! Go, Nigel. Go! What do I have for you? My brother David. He uh, was a good brother to me. 
when I was in ninth grade and he was just starting college, James Madison University, he was like, hey, get a bus ticket, come on down, hang out with me. So I did. Got on Greyhound. Found my way down to James Madison. I know, in this day and age, would you put your kid on a Greyhound bus? Probably not, because he's going to end up with a, either a prostitute or drugs or something. Is my, I know, that's my... If Greyhound needs a spokesperson, ride with prostitutes and drug dealers. I'm Rob Black. I go Greyhound everywhere I go. Is Greyhound even around anymore? God, now I feel old. Um, So Dave would bring me down to college, and I was in ninth grade. and You know, when you're in college, he's a freshman. He's probably starting to date some fine ladies. And I was like, hey, fine lady. You know, I got to see that. And I got to go to his classes, his professors. Like, that seems weird to me now. Like, why would his professors let a ninth grader into, into, into class? I, it was fine, though. And um, so one of his English classes, he had to read Bartleby the Scrivener. I'd prefer not to. That was the big phrase in it, Bartleby the Scrivener. I'd prefer not. So Dave got me in. So I, I had to read Bartleby the Scrivener, and I, I followed along with the professor, and I, I, I was able to answer a question that other college kids weren't prepared for. Maybe they didn't read it. Maybe they were their fine young ladies or whatever. I don't know. Or maybe they were just kissing my, 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 my hiney. I don't know. I, my point being is I got introduced to college, and I really wanted to go from that moment on. I was probably going to go, but that's what sealed the deal. We were on a stupid PSA on the station about some football player, Nas Niamana, Kwan, I don't know. But he's like, hey, I take kids to college. I take underprivileged kids. To, I show them what college is all about. There's some truth to that, that it actually does like, push people. I think it's important if you have a kid who's five, six, seven, eight years old, take him to the high school football games every Friday. Get some traditions going. Let him see what traditions are. And then when he gets a little bit older, take him to the Saturday Stanford or Cal games in the Bay Area. And if you have an older brother or sister, go visit them in college. I can't tell you how much that changed my life. Without a college degree, I'm not just going to say I would have married my high school sweetie. But my choices in life would have been much more limited. I wouldn't have been able to start businesses. In college, I met a, a woman named Emily, who was an ice skater, professional ice skater. She was the first alternate to the Olympics the year that Tanya Harding kind of like took a beating on, on Nancy Kerrigan. Or I don't even know I'm saying that, right? But So I dated a professional Olympian ice skater. And now you're saying, that doesn't make you an Olympian, I know. I was one degree away, right? Had she died, I could have stepped up on the medal podium and taken her medal. Okay. But anyway, the point being is that um, as a skater, she would get up before college classes at 4 in the morning and go teach skating to these little fat kids. That mom and dad want them to so desperately be like ice skaters. And she would teach skating. It's like, you know, she had to pay her taxes. She, she ran a business. And that was the first moment in my life where I'm not going to work for someone my whole life. I'm going to do my own business. I know I am. So getting around people, it's the motivation. I highly, highly, highly recommend you try to do this. I know it sounds crazy, but I think it'll take you far. If you you introduce your kids to the things that you want them to do, they'll probably fall in love with it. It's not that easy all the time. 
but you sit at home watching SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah, your kid's probably going to smoke a lot of weed in his life. You take him to a Stanford football game, he's going to want to go to Stanford. He's going to see those people that are closer to his age than you are, and he's going to see that they're young, they're beautiful, they're smart, they're having a good time. He's going to say, I want me some of that. I want me some of that. I'm thinking about going back to college. I'd love to be a college professor because I'd be the evil college professor. I would be the college professor that if you suck up to, you will get an A. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so me, right? Okay, so a couple more things. Let's talk money. Auto insurance cost. Shop it. There's no no reason not to. You know, I once tried out. I've tried out for to be a spokesperson for two things. Um, for two companies, I've tried out. I lost one to Matt Kane, and I lost the other one. I tried out for insurance to be a spokesperson. They asked me. I didn't ask them. They asked me. And you know who they hired? A cartoon ninja. Female ninja. I lost out to a female ninja cartoon. Damn you, insurance ninja girl. Okay, so raise your deductible. That's one of the best things you could do on your car. Instead of forcing the insurer to pay claims in excess of 500, change your policy that you pay the first thousand. That'll lower your costs. Drop collision comprehensive on cars that are older. It could be more than what you'd recover if the car were in a crash. Use a site like Kelly Blue Book to determine what your car's value is. Ask about discounts. Ask about multiple cars, multiple policies. There's no shame in it. I use USAA. I use them for home insurance. I use them for cars. I use them for everything. They're my insurer because they give me more and more savings. It may be the best thing my dad ever did for me. I know you're saying, nah, he gave sperm to the egg. He gave you half your DNA. Okay, so he did that for me, sure. But the fact that he was in the military, it allows me as a dependent, as a child of a military person, to use USAA for my life? Are you kidding me? I get cheaper insurance than you do because my dad was in the military. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Pay your bill once a year. Insurance companies let you pay monthly or quarterly, but you'll pay more unless you pay the entire bill up front. Drive less. If your credit card or association membership offers towing and roadside assistance, you probably don't need that on your, your insurance, so... Make sure you're not double booking yourself. You're listening to me, Roberto Negro. Hey, Doleros. Find me at oroblack.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. What's on your financial mind? What you thinking about? Money investing more? How to get to retirement? Most days I talk economics, I talk business headlines. At least once a week I try to just talk good generic money talk. I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't know if it's a bad idea. But that's what I do. I want to get you to retirement desperately. That's my goal on the show is to get you to retirement I don't think retirement's attractive for a lot of people. I know as a kid that I'd watch TV and I'd see horrific things like an 80-year-old man living in a trailer, 
eating cat food. I was like, I don't want to be that person. It's one of those things that motivated me. Like, I want to get people to retirement. And on top of that, I want you to have the coolest grandparents ever. I think I recently told you that last year my grandmother died. And it was actually really good news. She was in her 90s. It's tragic to lose a matriarch. Or a patriarch. I believe in that role of matriarch, patriarch. I think that people become leaders of clans and people become leaders of families. She was magical in the sense that her and her husband, grandfather, he'd always have like two $5 bills in both hands, and whichever hand you picked, you won. And he made you think you always picked the right one. Like, as a kid, he made you feel good. He'd put you up on his tractor. He'd crack open a beer. He'd give a six-year-old kid a beer, which is wonderful. I want you to have a tractor, and I want you to have a farm, and I want you to have the ability to give your six-year-old kid, grandkid, a beer. At least a sip of a beer. I know you're saying, are you promoting alcoholism? Kind of am. I don't think that's a bad thing. Don't judge me. But I love the magic of grandparents. That's one of the reasons I do this show. So when grandmother died, she followed grandfather to heaven. Five years after his death, she was lonely. She missed him. It was her time. I got an Orange County farm. I got an Orange County oil well. And it was a good thing that she passed. She created a lot of assets in her lifetime. And this is one of the reasons why you don't want whole life insurance. I know you're saying, but I do want whole life insurance. I do want whole life insurance. No, you don't. When she was 90 plus, she had a farm. She had money. She had everything. Like, you're only going to spend money from 60 to 70, right? Once you hit 75, you're going to, like, start slowing down, and you're going to stay in the house, and you're going to talk to Jesus, baby Jesus, and all his relatives. You know, yesterday I did a story about the National Zoo and the newest panda and how cute the panda is. And then I forgot. Pandas poop 135 times a day. So they started out cute, but they become a menace to society. You want to keep your relationship healthy and not head towards divorce? Separate bathrooms. It's the key to a successful marriage. It's key to a successful life. Know who you are. You know, oftentimes I'll say I'm not a racist. I've actually been accused of being a racist, believe it or not. Someone said I was anti-Jew. Like, that's strange. I do, I do separate my whites from my colors in in laundry. So I'm a little bit, a little bit of a perfectionist. Oh. One thing that I learned about California is be appropriate when you're at work. I think it's really super important that when you show up for work that you're appropriate. You know, if you wear flip-flops, cut your toenails. I've seen the nastiest, jangiest toes with toe. And for the record, once you're 40, give up. Your feet are, are just a train wreck down there. Your toes don't, they don't grow right. The nails are going different directions. You got hammer toe. I know you said, is that a sexual innuendo? No, it's not a sexual innuendo. Hammer toe is hammer toe. Okay. Uh, 
All right, that's all I got. I'm totally out of content. I'm all out of love. You know, have you ever legalized marijuana in the United States? What will the potheads talk about? Like, we would totally ruin conversations amongst people who smoke marijuana. Oh, this weekend. What are you going to do this weekend? Watch how you spend your money. It's so easy to find yourself spending money inappropriately. You know, tubing down the Truckee River. Go tubing. I love tubing. It's funny. I was tubing with a cooler of beers. And I was always wondering, like, you know, people now tube. They're in their inner tube. And next to them is an inner tube with a cooler of beers. Like, it has to have its own separate inner tube, right? Six hours of floating down the river and no one has to pee? How is that possible? How is that possible? I once had an MRI to determine if I was claustrophobic or not. I actually did have an MRI once. That was uh, one of those enclosed ones. In my 20s, um, wasn't dating anyone. And uh, one summer I got back and I was in the shower and blood was coming out of my pee-pee. And uh, that's not good. Now it was red, which was actually kind of good. But went to a doctor and doctor... You know, they went through all these tests with me. It's fantastic. One of the tests was they put, I think, borium in my blood. So they could do a, a, a scan of your body and see if there's everything's flowing right and if uh, there's any cancer in you. So they put borium or something in it. The woman said, you're going to probably vomit in about 15 seconds. I'm like, no, no, not me. I've got a great stomach. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> but that's a scary moment. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I did have health insurance. But if I didn't, the battery of tests that they put me through would easily have been $30,000 to $50,000. And I was like 25, 26 at that point in time. I had to go to a urologist. The story ends horribly. I I can't even tell it on on radio. It's one of those, I'll I'll tell it in person if anyone ever wants to buy me a beer. Um, My urologist story. But I went through like five or six different tests, of which one of them was them putting a needle up my knee and getting a sample of my kidney. Like, are you kidding me? And then they find out that basically I had blood in my urine because I'm 200 pounds and I run. And you jostle the kidneys on occasion. I'm like, really? So, but I remember crying because I was like, what if I have cancer and I die? I'm not married. But you know, the point of that story is health insurance in your 20s is kind of important. People think I'm arrogant. People think I'm cocky or that I'm angry. I don't have a chip on my shoulder, but if I did have a chip on my shoulder, it would be a Pringles. Sour cream and onion. They're delicious. <laughs> don't you love Pringles? I remember the first time I had Pringles. I was seven years old at a swimming pool in Pennsylvania. I will remember that day till the day I die. I remember things very emotionally. That made me so happy to have some Pringles at a swimming pool on a hot day. That's something you want to do with your kids one day. You know, anytime you're on a date with a vegetarian, nine times out of ten, the other person's faking that they're a vegetarian. You listen to me, Rob Black. Just know that people are faking out there. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Never forget Batman. Music is my own. Yeah.
listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So if I ever lose my job in radio, you can always find me at robblack.com. I will keep the microphone open as long as you keep listening and as long as they let me talk. Money is what I do well. Um, Even when I tell jokes that aren't funny, I think it's important that you get the concept that I'm trying to push business concepts inside of, you know, a flop of a joke. You know, today I talked about taking your kids to college football games, trying to get them interested in college. Colleges create higher paying jobs. Don't let your kids grow up to be poets. Don't if your kids go to college to be a poet, you failed in life. Just know that. And again, there's we don't need poets in this country. We need engineers. And am I kidding a little bit? Of course I am. When I tell you that I've got swimming pools at my house of of water, that I I go out every night, I fill them up. I'm breeding mosquitoes. So we can kill older people with West Nile virus, bird flu. I'm kidding, but I'm trying to tell you that, you know, people with jobs pay income taxes, and income taxes keep our economies afloat. People who are retired and take welfare, take Social Security, use their Prop 13 taxes not to pay their fair share. They're, they're draining society. Is there something nicer that I could say? Of course there is. 75% of workers aged 23 to 27 stayed with an employer for fewer than two years. So if you're between the age of 23 to 27, 75% of you will move on within two years. Of people 23 to 27, 88% move on within five years. 68% of workers 28 to 32 gone after two years. 84% gone after five years. We are not our mom and dad, so we need to stop acting like our mom and dad. We don't live in their world of pensions. We live in the world of 401ks where you need to max out 15%. You need to have an emergency fund because when you leave your job, getting a new job may take you a little while to get acquainted. It may take you a little while to get going. It may take you a little while to get your benefits. And you're the low man on the totem pole. So you need an emergency fund. Start networking. It's the one thing that I regret the most that I didn't network in my 20s. I'm a little bit of a lone wolf, and to this day I'm a little bit of a lone wolf. I like to paint oil. I like to draw with charcoal. I've never, never, ever found anything better than the art. Never. If you were to ask me, like, do you want to have Angelina Jolie for the next 30 years as your spouse? Or would you prefer to, to draw and paint at night? I prefer to draw and paint. I know you're saying you're kind of a weird dude. There's nothing more enjoyable than art for me. Um, if you're not going to do a 401k, a 403b, a 457, 403b and a 457... They're kind of like 401ks. 401ks are for corporations that make profit. 403Bs, 457s, nonprofits, school systems. Max says puppies out. If you get a pension, 
It's only going to supplement your retirement. It's not going to be your whole retirement. So you need something else. I believe if you get married, do it very humbly. I believe in getting married at the shores of Lake Tahoe. I believe with just your dog as the ring bearer. Who needs a cute little six-year-old kid dropping rose petals? I find those kids nasty and vile. If I can hit them, if I can make them into human pinatas, I would. <laughs> so I got a friend who uh, has got a young kid. His kid's named Penny. And for Penny's birthday party, Penny's like two. Someone brings a pinata filled with candy, and two-year-old kids can't break a pinata, right? So he decides, in all of his infinite wisdom, that he's going to go bury bonds on it. He swings. Candy starts shooting. Kids start running. Kids, one kid almost lost his eye because the candy came out so fast. I love those stories of slightly inappropriate dads with two-year-old children. He put her in a dunk tank. <laughs> a dunk tank. A two-year-old kid who can't swim, he puts in a dunk tank. I was like, you're either going to be father of the year or you just totally lost it, one or the other. Oh, good God. So, I don't know. Start her off. If you get married, do it very, very humbly. There's no shame. You know the average wedding in America costs $24,000? If I was pregnant, which would be a great image, me all prego, Little little bun in the oven. I would hope it's not a girl because I don't want to pay for the wedding. I know you're saying, but you, don't you want to raise a girl to be president of the United States? Nope. Don't want to pay for a wedding. I know you're saying, that's just mean. Would you rather have an unhealthy boy or a healthy girl? I'd rather have an unhealthy boy. <laughs> Kidding. I kid. I kid. I kid. But if you get married, do it humbly. Tahoe and Hawaii are fine. You don't have to sacrifice anything. Live above your means, but below your means. When you start earning money, it's enticing to jump right in. Resist the urge. You're going to quickly learn that money cannot buy you happiness. But happiness can buy you happiness. Live it up in your 20s. You know, if you want to buy expensive things, it's not a prerequisite to living. You know, it prevents living it up, expensive things. Learn that the the little joys are what makes life wonderful. I look at people in nice cars, and I'm like, you can't afford that. I'm not a car guy. At one point in time, Marin was the BMW capital of the world, and yet that was just because people were tapping their house for equity. Your house is not a piggy bank. Start working some budgets. I think it's critically important to start doing. So, anyway, what else do I have to throw out at you? Probably not too much if you've listened to the show. I think I've probably hit everything. America's fat. Our children are a bunch of Oompa Loompas. Oftentimes in the world of business, you just got to learn what you do well and do in in. That's going to be your passion. That's going to make you money. I'd sell mud if I knew how to make it, you know? Learn what you do and do it well. 
You don't want to be a battery. And what do I mean by that? I want you to get to age 60 and enjoy the golden years. A battery works their whole life and then they die. Like, that stinks. Oh. I once saw a dog in a crate that had a sign that said, I bite. I was like, that's good to know, but that dog could write. That's impressive. That dog's just have a sign that says, I write signs for a living. Put him to work. I'd like any money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money, I'm Rob Black. I'm stunned by how many people stay in the same city in dead-end jobs. I've got a friend who has a twin, and she doesn't have the best job in the world, and she's not very happy, and her and her man split up. Move. Leave the Bay Area. If you don't have a college education, you probably shouldn't be in the Bay Area. Look at your job market. Like, it's expensive sometimes to live in certain places. You can make $40,000 a year in the Bay Area and be poor. You can make $40,000 a year in Denver and be upper middle class. Like, move. Take control of your life. For the record, ladies, Denver is known as Minver. It's the number of men versus women. I'm not usually giving tips for other men, but in this case, I'm trying to help the ladies. And I know they're going to send me photos and resumes. Anyone who wants to meet me, send a resume. Also, I would like a dental record. That's not too much to ask for. I at least want 28 out of 32 original teeth. And I want to be able not to know which four are fake. It's not too much to ask for a dental record in this day and age. Follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Follow me on Facebook, Cron Caro in Rob Black. It's my TV thing speaking. So what are the big developing stories? The space shuttle is making a return flight or it's coming to the Bay Area. And again, I'm not trying to disenfranchise our Seattle listener. I'm just trying to say... <laughs> Space shuttle is a big thing down here. What's interesting about that is it's a big thing for me, but like kids today, they don't care. Again, just showing you how we age is that I grew up in the, you know, astronaut world. You know, flight, space flight was exciting. Not so much now. If you're a woman, I think women are slightly different than men for obvious biological examples. But on top of it, women are different financially. Women live longer than men. Women tend to make less money than men. Women tend to be in the workforce less because if they have a baby, they leave the workforce. I think women should empower themselves financially. I hated this TV show, Sex in the City. I hated it. I kind of wish that they all died. Sarah Jessica Parker had a horsey face. Whenever anyone would ask her her age, she'd start stomping her hoof. I <laughs> know, uh, like she was, I'm not going to go there. Okay, she was good looking for about one day of her life. And then she just hit the wall. Nerds. Anytime a new iPhone comes out and people line up at stores and people clap for them, 
Nerds. Single women, there's your wealthy engineer guy right there. So women are different than men. Women live longer than men. They make less money than men. You know, keep track of your credit score. You know, have an emergency fund. Pay yourself first. Know that you're going to live longer, so you need to save more. It's kind of crazy. And again, I go back to this really sad story about my dad. My dad had life insurance on my mother. He didn't have life insurance on himself. He let a life insurance policy lapse, even after he was told he was going to die. Crazy, right? Um, so women live longer. One of the things that you're going to need is long-term care. My dad had my mother. So when my dad had cancer and started going downhill, chemotherapy, my mom took care of him. Now that my mom's outlived him by 17 years, who takes care of her? So hopefully I've inspired some of you 20-somethings to start saving and build an emergency fund and party cheaply. For you 30-somethings, you shouldn't be month-to-month on credit cards. I mean, you should pay them off. You shouldn't have bills where you're getting fees and late payments and such. In your 30s, you need to get really serious about investing and retirement. Because if you wait till your 40s, you wait too long, you're going to work till the day you die. You need to protect yourself. You know my biggest fear? Well, it's inflation. My biggest fear at one point in time was being with my sugar booger camping and having like Jason Voorhees jump into the tent with a machete. But see, I knew what to do at that point in time. Just push the woman down and run. Let him take her. Right? My biggest fear is getting in a car accident with lawyers. If I already had a car of four lawyers, I'm finished. I'm done. So I've got the right amount of insurance for it. In your 30s, you need to make a will. If you own a piece of property, you need to have a trust. If you have children, you need to have a trust. You know, you and your sugar booger... You're happily married in your 30s. She's starting to age like milk. She dies young for some horrible reason. A bus hits her that you might have pushed her in front of or not. Her biggest fear is you going out and remarrying a young thing and the kids, you know, having a, a 20-year-old mom who's closer to their age than, than hers. So having a trust is you're able to, like, say, hey... Sugar booger, if you remarry, that's great. You get all of my money. You get all of my wealth. But your new spouse doesn't. The kids do. So you need to like start thinking like that. If you have kids, you need to have a trust. If you have kids, you need to say, I believe in private school. I don't believe in private school. If you have kids, you need to say, I believe in college. I don't believe in college. You need to let your will be known. You need to share it with people. I like being charitable. One of the things I like about charity work is you get to meet great people. If you're single, it's fantastic. I think uh, Match.com is the biggest registry of sexual diseases on the planet. 
But charity work is like you get to meet top-notch human beings. Like they're giving of themselves. And like I love that. I've met the best people in the world doing charity work. Good friend of mine, Brian Cooley. Every Friday he he takes off work and he goes to Marin Humane and he pets cats. You've seen Brian Cooley on television. He's spokesperson for technology and CBS CNET. Car enthusiast. Every Friday he goes and pets cats. He taught me, go and pet a cat. And you're like, why do you want to pet a cat? For obvious reasons, of course. It feels good. But for not so obvious reasons, if that cat, if some young kid comes to adopt it, and that cat scratches the kid, that cat gets put in confinement for 30 days. That sucks. That cat's going to die at some point. Like, so you've got to get the cats acclimated to love and sweetness. What else do I got for you? Not too much today. Um, protect yourself. Homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, health insurance. And the one that I don't talk about very often is disability insurance. My very, 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 very best friend. Um, she was involved in a car accident that killed her husband. She was involved in a car accident where the guy in the back seat became disabled. Seven years ago, almost to the day. What's interesting to note about this is disability insurance is the lesson that comes out of that. A husband who dies is tragic. No son should be buried before mom or dad. It doesn't make sense. It's absurd that a life gets taken in their 30s. A brilliant life, a sweet life. But at the same point in time, it happens. So you, you get it. Life's fragile. Don't mess around. Your spine very, very fragile. But disability insurance is one thing that we forget about. Today, if I'm driving home, and let's just say Kathy Lee Giffords had some day drinks, she swerves into my car and clips me, and I become disabled. I become disfigured. I can't walk. I can't get out of bed. Have you ever seen bed sores? Bed sores are nasty. My grandmother had Alzheimer's disease, and I didn't know how to say Alzheimer's as a kid, so I called it old-timers. And it wasn't really Alzheimer's disease at that point in time because it really wasn't diagnosable. But she was in bed for the last four or five years of her life, and it's disgusting. Your body starts to curl in towards your heart because you're basically just waiting to die. Your arms actually start to curl towards the heart. Your feet lose their ability to like have firmness, so they turn into rubber. And bed sores just nasty. This was the grandmother who made me chocolate milk. I know you're saying, that's sweet, Rob. Uh, her husband died in the war, so I never got to know that grandfather. What's funny about her is, like I said, she made me chocolate milk as a six-year-old. Chocolate milk when you're 15, not so cool. <laughs> that's what I love about grandparents, right? Oh, I've got no content. Don't tell anyone. Big mistake people make. Not starting to invest when they're young. Procrastinating is the number one mistake. Not diversifying is number two. Number three is using leverage, not knowing it. Number five, not asking us questions. Number seven, not investing at all. Those are the top five mistakes. It was Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. San Francisco. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.